Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Goodsogs and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have... I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like... <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Berra. Michele, what's up? Did you know that OKC scored 0.091 points per possession in isolation yesterday? That feels high, actually. 0.091. Yeah, that it feels like they should be at 0.00000. Also, why over 11 possessions? That is so bad. Yeah. Also, why can we use O in place of zero, but not zero in place of O? That is smart. So, before we talk about that game, let's talk about the in season tournament. And with the in season tournament, not only are we getting potentially some fun games, one against the Warriors on Friday here in Oklahoma City, but we get our new court. And if you are watching on YouTube, I'm sure you are. And maybe if you haven't seen this, you can find this online on NBA.com. But here is the in-season tournament court. Every team gets a court, and the Thunders is a blue court. It is as blue as can be. It's got the uh, in-season tournament trophy on it. It's got a little orange Oklahoma on one side of the court. The the Thunder logo is orange. Uh, it's it's a it's an interesting one. I am interested to see what it looks like in person. It's not as bad as some others. Uh, it's but there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of really bad courts out there. The uh, the one in New Orleans looks like the Joker. The Lakers one is just like bright yellow, which will look really bad on TV. But I think this is like middle of the road, basically. Um, so yeah, but it's a it's a choice to make them look like this. It's a choice that they made. The NBA made. They made the choice to do all these courts, and I don't really know why, but we're doing it. 
That's awesome. I mean, um, it's uh, it's giving uh, a logo and uh, uh, like a novelty to these regular season games that you can actually tell that this is something different. Yeah. Even if probably it's not, I wonder, like, I don't know. We will see. Yeah. I am interested to see it in person. I will I will not be too judgmental until I see it in person. How about that? I will try yeah. to it's great. not be too judgmental. Okay. On to the games. So we did an emergency pod for the Cavs game on Friday night, which was super duper fun. And just as fun as the game was on Friday, the game was just as bad yesterday against the Nuggets. They got pummeled by the Nuggets, and I am generally fine with it (laughs) because the Nuggets look so sharp. They look so ready, and they played physical, and they got easy buckets, and they look like a team that had been together for a long time, and don't you know, they have been. And so the Thunder, it, it really is a good reminder that there is still a lot to figure out with this Thunder squad, even though they have some of the most exciting young players in the league, there's still a lot to figure out. Um, let's start with some high notes. Can we do that um, before we yeah. talk about some negative things? I'm, I'm curious about the, the word some, like it's a plural, but that's okay. That's fine. Well, I just want to start with Chet. I just thought offensively... Okay. As much as Jokic was such a difficult mismatch for them, you started to see offensively why it made sense to play Chet at center. Because mm-hmm. he stretches guys out, he can get to the hoop, and his handle has, looks re- has looked really good. And his ability to yeah. kind of navigate through the lane has been better than what I thought it would be this early. So I thought he looked great in the first half. 19 points, he only had four rebounds. We were talking about this before we started, but uh, Usman Jang was the uh, it was team high in rebounds at five. Uh, it just wasn't great. It just was not a great night for everybody, except for offensively. I thought Chet was pretty good. Yeah, he was, and I mean he paid a huge toll uh, against Jokic. It's not the only one. He he is among I would say twenty eight other centers that are bullied by every single day sure. um, in your life. Um, there are centers and there are players in general who can be a little bit more effective. I think that Chet really needs to understand how to do this, not just against Jokic, but in general. I mean, he's he probably never played against a guy so talented and so physical like Jokic. And yeah. I mean, we all remember that he had a hard time against Kenny Lofton Jr., so, I mean, this is something where Chet has to improve. I don't think that the matchup between Jokic and Chet is the reason why OKC lost this way. I mean, yeah. I'm the rebounding, maybe, maybe a little bit. Rebounding is um, a team concept, not like just a one-person concept. Sure, having a guy like Duran or uh, Jalen Duran or a guy like Mark Williams probably could help in in this uh, in this matter because they are. Well, especially Doran is a good rebounder. Um, but it's not that it's just Chet Ongren. I mean, you have to box out. Everyone has to keep his man away from the basket. And and the Thunder did not. So to me, uh, saying that, yeah, we all know that the Che cannot play center because of this matchup. Uh, no. And not even for the 
subpar performance against Chicago. To me, these two games um, highlight the importance on play center for the entire season so mm-hmm. that he can learn this entire season, even, even if it, it means losing a couple of games here and there because he's not great. Offensively, you know why he needs to be there because the space is there when he is rolling. And I mean, um, to me, so it's a, it's a no-brainer to keep going this route. Maybe to preserve him a little bit, find ways to help him a little bit in some lineups, but not the starting unit. The starting units needs to have the most spacing they yeah. can get. Because this, to me, this and the physicality, which I think we will talk about, the lack of spacing and the lack of physicality were the reasons why OKC lost last night. Yeah, and it's not just like Chet learning to play the position. It's everybody else learning how to play with Chet as well. Yeah, Like Giddy averaged a lot of rebounds, six rebounds per game. He, is, he was mm-hmm. not good on the boards yesterday. He had three. Yeah. No, he had two. He had three assists. He had two rebounds the whole game. And he, he was not felt as a physical presence except for maybe a couple drives of his. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there was no physical presence from Josh Giddy last night at all. Uh, J-Dub could have just been more aggressive, period, because Shea didn't have it going. Um, and also, most importantly, I think Shea played his worst game as a Thunder player yesterday. Yeah. And when your best player plays his very worst game, <laughs> you're going to lose. You're going to lose the game, and you're probably going to lose it by a lot. And they did. They lost by a whole lot to the Nuggets. And I thought some of it was like the Nuggets played great defense. I thought mm-hmm. that obviously their starting lineup plays really good. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, great defender. Aaron Gordon, great defender. Um, Peyton Watson was really good yesterday. They And they just play just so together in every single way. This team knows how to play together. And the Thunder's still figuring that out. And I also just thought Shea was not getting the calls. He was getting fouled a lot. The the calls were not consistent yesterday. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't really get it. It was it was kind of strange. And I don't I hate having this conversation. Like I just don't want to have this conversation. I don't like talking about the officials. I don't like talking about it at all. But the fact is Shea is doing the exact same stuff that got him ten free throws a game last year. That is getting him hardly any this year, and I don't know why. Yeah. It's not. This is not a Shea's doing something different kind of thing. No, like last year doing the, that same stuff, he would have had six more free throws, and I'm trying to figure yeah. out why. Yeah, I, I I don't have a good answer to that. I think that some of the missed call were a little bit of egregious. Um, some others were okay. You can't. Uh, you, you you can not call it uh, if you do it on both ends. And truth to be told, they the ref allowed the game to be very physical on both ends. So uh, I don't know if this is something that the, the NBA is doing as Except a whole. Except when Christian like limiting... Brown touched the ball. Christian Brown, if there was even if somebody breathed on Christian Brown, he got free throws. Yeah, but in like if you look at the total, shot more free th- he shot more free throws than Shea did. I know, I know. Um, the Shea thing is weird. Is very weird because he's it's it's not good to compare the 13 free throws for Denver to the 18th to the Thunder because 
the Thunder drive a lot more way than more. what Denver does. Way more. Yeah. So uh, I think it's not an apple to apple comparison, but the game was officiating in a way where like little contacts generally were not called. So I, I don't know um, what is happening. I think that there will be a correction at some point because you, I mean, you, you can't just penalize uh, uh, like driving dribble penetration to the rim because it's it's part of the it's part of the of, uh, of the game and and like allowing that physicality down low it's 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 not really good so i think that there will be a correction but to me that the it was obvious that in general okc was not physical enough um defensively and they got punched early and but by Jokic. and again i don't mind the one-on-one um push shot or layup or whatever that is something where you can survive even if it's eight out of ten you can survive if it's not the passer if it's not the falcon of the offense the issue to me was as soon as the ball left this end there is somebody else who is more physical than his defender in that position and so it was an everywhere mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and that obviously cannot allow especially when they're they're going down you need something different you need guys to to just be after it and there were moments where OKC played good defense. I think middle of the second quarter, they had a good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like when a few good shots didn't go in, and on the other end, Michael Porter Jr. just hit the most crazy shot, which is something that actually Dignall sp- spoke about pre-game. Like we were, there will be a moment where we will play good defense, and MPJ will just hit a stupid shot. He didn't say stupid shot. I'm saying stupid shot, um, and and that happened. And that was the that was it because Shea couldn't answer. Uh, the tree ball was not flowing, and and they just they just dissolved uh, against a very good team that played very good. Uh, yeah, it's this is a largely a learning game for the team, and as a as a fan, a learning game too. Like learning that, like, hey, this is a process that they have to go through where they have to figure out, do we have what it takes to beat a team like Denver? Do we have it? I think they do. How do you figure out what works and what doesn't work? How can you not just... And as as fans, I think that we always think things like, oh, well, they just need to go get this, or they need to go get that. The fact is, Jalen Williams, Chet, Giddy. Dort, Shea, need to be more physical basketball players. Yeah. And they need to learn how to do that. And they need to learn how to play with each other better. There was a lot of isolation basketball. This happened a lot in the Cleveland game, too. Whenever the ball, whenever the offense was stuck in the mud, it was my turn with the basketball. I'm going to go try to create something. And yeah. things stagnated to the point where they were going to lose that game, if not for a literal basketball miracle that occurred on Friday night. Yeah. Now, they're going to play a team in the Pistons that are in learning process too, and I am expecting big things from Shea tonight. You go 2 of 16, you score 7 points. He hasn't scored 7 points. Since December 16th, 2019, four years ago, almost four years ago was when that happened. The context of the team was so dramatically different. Steven Adams was still wearing a Thunder uniform. Chris Paul 
Danilo Gallinari wore a Thunder uniform when that happened, and he only took four shots that night. This is the worst Thunder game for him, and I expect him to bounce back. I think that Shea is the kind of player that will bounce back and have a big game. I've even told Ryland Stiles yesterday that if he scores 60, I'm going to do a, uh, a Locked on Thunder podcast with him. I said, I, I'll promise you. Wow. Going to do a little little combo pod with him. I, I think that Shea's going to bounce back. I don't know if he's going to score 60, but he should have a good game tonight against an inexperienced Detroit team that is tough. They have a lot of tough-minded players that are just gritty from the start. They're not as skilled as the Thunder. They don't have the depth that the Thunder do. I'm curious to see what that looks like tonight. Also, Detroit's played well. They've been yeah. pretty good defensively. They have no spacing on offense. And they have a big Enduran that is, he's been quite dominant so far. Yeah. And so Chet's going ha- to have to stretch him out on the defensive end. And then he's going to have to play more physical tonight. He and Dub and Giddy need to play more physical tonight if they're going to go out and beat this Pistons team. And yeah, they, they just, need to be assertive yes. from the beginning. Like, yes. like go they attack. Need to, they need to punch first. Uh, and if not, they need to punch again and again and again. Um, I mean, Kenrich uh, is missed, but we can't really expect that this team plays hard only when Kenny is out there. This is not yeah. what the winning team is. If this is the recipe, I can tell you today that this team will not be a 45 winning team if, if they need. Kenrich to be tough. And I don't think that that is the case. I think that there are a lot of things that can explain what happened yesterday. Um, it, it's um, it's the beginning of the season. It's the, a very weird timing. It's another team that is playing like amazing basketball. Like Denver was hitting everything. I mean, not just easy shots. They were hitting difficult reverse whatever shots. Um, so there are many explanations. So I don't think that is the case. But games like the one that Okazi has to play tonight, and I would say the rest of the of the home stretch, they have to establish themselves and just not allowing the other team to to get on any momentum. Just control the game. I remember one game last year. I think it was against either the Pacers or the um, the Pelicans. I think it was the Pacers. When they were not in a good moment, OKC wasn't, and they just decided, okay, we're going to win this one, and they dominated the game mm-hmm. from top, from the beginning to the end, just not allowing anything uh, to the other team. I think that OKC needs a stretch of two, three, four games where they play that way, and where yeah. they don't allow the physicality of the opponent to be to be better than theirs, and they just play the right way. Because as you mentioned before, there are a lot of moments where the team is not playing playing cohesively. It's a Shea trying to create. It's and if the three ball doesn't go in, they don't really have a good flow yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh for Detroit tonight, uh Boyan Bogdanovich is out. He has a pretty bad right calf strain. Isaiah Livers is out with a left ankle sprain. And then Monty Morris out with a white quad strain. So that is interesting. The Thunder have not submitted their injury report yet. I assume it's going to be Kay Rich and Jay Will that will be out tonight. What is again. the status for Jay Will? Is there any update? I uh, haven't heard an update yet. We we may get one from Mark tonight. 
but we shall see. But Detroit tonight should be interesting. Uh, we kind of talked about the starters. Giddy had has had a slow start to his season. He had a slow start to last season too. Nothing that I have any concerns about. Um, Chet's been amazing. J-Dub has been really good too, but needs to increase his production. He needs to increase his shot attempts. I want to see him be the guy that takes 14, 15, 16 shots. Um, yeah. And then from the bench, let's talk a little bit about the way that the bench has played so far. I think the most impressive bench player to me has been Cason Wallace, yeah. who has shot just a ridiculous percentage and has defended well. And he he plays pretty physical himself. He's He's got a ways to go, obviously, but um, so far so good for Cason Wallace's career. Yeah, he, he has been what he was um... – advertised for like uh, a defender great defender on ball i would say good enough off ball as of today not not great but um he is a guy that will not probably lose his man entirely uh, on um even even if it's uh, on motion and offensively he's hitting he's hitting good shots he's taking good shots he took like two mid-range jumpers that were like a little bit perplexing, uh, especially in the first two games. I don't think that he had one against um, against Denver. But the shot looks good. The fact that he is able to relocate without the ball pretty easily and be a target in, the, in a good spot at a good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the leak out in transition is something that he's mastering already. Like he sprints to the corner. He's always available for his teammates. And I mean, this is just good. Uh, just a good player and you can see why he can function as a stopper in um in a unit in, uh, instead of dort i mean he has very good on ball skills and he's able to pick up guys uh from the um, from the other half court and just be there good hands good instincts uh, i've been impressed to be honest with you and if the shooting is this one uh, over the next two three seasons he'll fight for a starting spot well he, not this one this one 90 percent. you think he can shoot 90 percent for his no. career but possible. if the shot is just good messing. looking, I know, good looking like uh, like this, and if it's going in at a reasonable percentage, not what is happening right now, yeah, then I can see him fighting uh, for uh, for a starting position because it's uh, it's exactly what you want, like good yeah. defense and reliable shooting. Yeah, yeah, he's looked great. I have no complaints, and I I also love the way he moves off ball. He's got great hands. I pointed this out on Thunder After Dark last night. Is that they've yeah. been using him in the dunker spot some? And do you want to make a like a fusion between him and and Nerlens Noel just to have the perfect player? If Nerlens Noel had the hands of Casey Wallace, he would have been an All Star. I'll say that. Wow, would have been an like all-star. shooting wise also, like or just uh, just catching the hands. hands, just the catching hands only. That's all he needed. Can you imagine the shooting hands as well? Uh, the shooting hit, yeah, I mean, yeah, he would have been unbelievable. He would have been yeah. one of the best players in the NBA. But just honestly, just catch the, if he could just catch the ball, boy, it would have been great. Would have yeah. been a great thing. He would have never made it to the Thunder on a minimum deal. I'll tell you that no. much. Would have never ever happened. <laughs> so where is he? Where is he now? I, I kind of lost track. He got signed by the Kings and cut. So okay, so he's not employed. Unemployed. Wow. As far as I know. So, yeah. That's too bad. The Grizzlies decided to sign Bismack Biombo instead of him. So That's bad. So there's that. 
There's that. Uh, let me. I'm going to give you a list of players. I want you to tell me what they have in common. Uh, Isaac Okora, Kobe White, Yusuf Nurkic, Jonathan Kaminga, Chris Boucher, Bobby Portis, Jordan Clarkson. What do they all have in common? They have, they are yet to record an assist. No, that's a great that's a great thought, but no. Uh, give me some hints. Um, it's something, is that, this stat something that's related. Kind of, yeah, it's stat related. Something that's about that I'm about to get real mad about. Me, me, or in general, just me. I'm about to get mad about it. Um, you're about to get mad. I'm about to get mad when I tell you the answer. Yeah, no, I have, um, I have no clue. Uh, can I get another hint? Uh, no, they are all averaging more free throws than Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, oh, yeah, I should have, I should have said that. Okay. All of them, all of them. All those guys I listed are averaging more free throws. Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari, who I didn't even really know was still going to play basketball this year, is averaging more he's, free he's, throws. He's playing well for, for the whatever team is in Washington right now, Wizards. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Cool. We're that talking about cool. one of the eight really best cool. players in the league is not getting the respect that he's due. And and I I hate I hate that I'm the guy that's saying this, but what I watched yesterday was insane. It was insanity, yeah. and the fact that the guys that I listed are averaging more free throws per game. Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, more free throws per game than Shea. Yeah, this is but this is about to to be corrected by nature. Like it it will happen. So and and I I mean let's look at the positive spin here. OKC shot 50%, roughly 50% from three in the first two games. Yep. We knew that a game like this was about to come. Yeah. And it's great that it comes against Denver, where you, you probably play well, you probably shoot the ball well, and you lose anyway. They lost in a very dramatic and maddening fashion. But if you look at the ground scheme of things and you say, OK, how they shot the ball Detroit, uh, Denver. Denver shot the ball perfectly well. OKC shot the ball poorly. So poorly, even I would say it's um, it's very distant from their shot quality because they they had good sh good shooters take open shots. So I mean, yeah, it's something where you can say, okay, OKC won two games on the road. They lost against the Denver, and they still have Shea, who has like a lot uh, to uh, like to get to in the coming games. So I'm. I'm not mad. That that actually makes me happy. Can you imagine losing this game by Shea uh, and Shea was having like I don't know 40, 40 points and and whatnot? No, it's better this way. They wouldn't have lost. They would have lost by like seven. Who cares? Like, do do you care about net rating this I, early in the season? No, I don't care. Which about is net rating. I'm probably not still we're not, positive. We're not even talking about net rating right now. Or barely negative. Right we're now, like I think. we're like weeks away from talking about net rating, but I'm not exactly. I just think that was just some bull, just a bunch of bull corn yesterday. Yeah. And that better be corrected tonight. But can you imagine something like this happening against Charlotte, like it did last season twice? Isn't it better that it happens against the champions where you just say, I, yeah, I'm not okay. mad about them losing to Detroit, to Denver. I'm not mad about that. I have no 
I have I have no qualms with it. I I thought they were going to lose anyways. So, it didn't really matter to me. What what I just I just want fairness. <laughs> That's all I want, all right? Is that so much to ask for? It's a it's a bit too much to ask for, yes. <sighs> You're probably right. Fairness. You're probably right. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the bench and the upcoming schedule. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back after that quick break. Off the bench, we, we didn't have great performances yesterday from really anybody. Uh, I thought, I think Usman Jang is being put in positions that he's not quite ready for. Some of that is that there's no K. Rich and Jay Will, and they have elected to use him as the token tall guy. And so he takes the uh, the spot in the middle of the defense, and I'm, I just don't think that it's the best utilization of his skills. I think that he's best used as a perimeter player um, on defense because he can slide his feet, and he is abnormally tall for a perimeter player, and I think that that is where he's best suited, but I think that this is all just... They're just kind of using uh, whatever they got right now before they get healthy um, from the bench, and then... Wiggs, I thought looked fine. I thought he played played a fine game yesterday. Uh, Mitzich 
dribbles too much and is still trying to figure out how he fits in and is trying to figure out the game. And it's 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 also a process for him, even if he is 29 years old. Yeah, and Poku. Hey, Poku. Poku Shout out to Poku. Minutes. Great. Uh, he was in the game, scored one point, uh, grabbed one rebound, uh, had Lost one block. Lost twice. Yeah, two turnovers uh, in 14 minutes. It was uh, not pretty, but no, not pretty. Good to see um, him playing again. Sure. I mean, um, Isaiah Joe is always doing something which solidify solidifies him as probably the best bench player together with Kaysen. Yeah. Um, he had four, I think that four steals yesterday. Like some of them yeah. were pretty loud too. He did, he was pretty good, even though he didn't shoot the ball well. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit from um, from deep, which is part of the issue. Mitsich, uh, I think he he likes to have the ball and he likes to dribble the ball, he and does. this will not allow him to play big minutes on this team because this is not exactly what Mark Dignall wants. Defensively, he had a few moments where I said, um, "Are you here?" Like there was one possession where he completely missed. Um, I don't remember who it was. Probably it was um, Watson, wide open in the corner, mm-hmm. and. This will come for Mitsich. Um, I think that in a month or so, we'll see a better version of him. I'm, I'm quite sure of it. Jeng, I, I agree with you. I don't really know if these reps are any good for him because he's, not, he's playing out of position. He's not really there defensively. And I don't know if these reps are just useful. Yeah. It's like basically, let's do all basically, which was terrible for his development. I'm not sure that, that uh, this version of Ooze is uh, this bad, um, but um, but it's it's clear that he's playing out of position. I wonder if we will see Sar tonight, because Detroit is Detroit is really physical. Yeah, so I would and not be. Big. Yeah, I, I wondered if it just would have been better to play Sar, just in general, yesterday yeah. as the big and let. Jang be the be a wing in that lineup, and yeah. it's it's like it's not like that's not going to make the difference. I'm we're not trying to like make an argument that like hey, if you'd have done this, you probably could have won the game. Like no, like you're probably losing that no. game anyways. No, 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 no. But I don't see like a huge difference between uh, Olivier Sar and Zeke Naji. He's clearly Naji is clearly better, but it's not I mean, life changing yeah, better. Yeah, um, agreed. Wiggins, yeah, aren't you a bit disappointed? the first three games what are you disappointed about what do you want i want more juice i want something say oh wow nice nice play wigs he had some nice he had a nice a really nice cut to the rim yesterday that made, sure that i i think i might have said that exact sentence to royce yeah okay are you excited about this he's not he's not like some exciting jump off the page player he's kind of a plug and play guy Question, your memory of Wiggins last season, is it better or worse of what you saw in the first three games? It's about the same. It's like he's he's exactly. not he's not doing anything that's like changing my life. Exactly. But he's playing. Be- like he's consistently playing minutes, and I don't think he's taking a ton off the table when he plays. Is he adding? Uh, did he add last year? I thought that he was just kind of a guy in, that, that in spot. No, in spots. I think in it's, spots, it's, it's it was, also just too early. It's just it's too early. It is to, too early. To, of course, to, for everything, it is too early. Yeah. I mean, it's too early to say anything about anybody. It is. We should but just shut first, up. We should just, we should just end the podcast, you think? 
Exactly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think that what I saw is not really... It's a bit worse than last year. So I really want him to develop a little bit more. I think there were moments last year where he was more aggressive. And it's been lukewarm, the first three games. And it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, whatever. It's... it's I think it's under it's going a little under the radar how different this team is and how mm-hmm. everybody is kind of trying to figure out like where where do I fit? Like where is my yeah. lane? Like there's no clearly defined lanes yet for these guys. Like Shea mm-hmm. gets his lane, which is hey, you're the best player and you get to do the right things and whatever you want. Chet, I think, is doing what he can to solidify himself as the second best player on this team. And I think by season's end, we will feel that way. That he is clearly the second best player. He has the mentality. He's aggressive. He can shoot. He can do so many things. And has been so impressive. And I understand Wimby is awesome, but Chet has been better. Like, just flat out has been a better player than Wimby this year. And he, honestly, he should be. He had a year in the NBA. He had a year to work on his body. He had a year to be with the team. He had a year to figure things out. He is a better basketball player today than Victor Wimbanyama. He's been awesome, and he deserves more credit than he's gotten. Has he struggled in spots? Yes. Has he been amazing in spots? Of course. He's been awesome. We That's a huge piece to add to a team that had an identity that was already fully formed by the end of last season. And now that identity has to shift. His talent level demands that things shift. Yeah. And so I think that even for a guy like Aaron Wiggins, like reshuffling the deck, figuring out, okay, what what do I do? Where do I fit? I think is a challenge for a lot of them. I think honestly, I think the guy that's done the best of figuring that out is Lou Dort, who has defended really well, who is taking good corner threes and has I, th- I think that this has been a very good version of Dort. He wasn't out of control. He wasn't taking crazy shots. I've really enjoyed the stylings of Lou Dort so far this season, and I hope that continues. But my main point is that everybody still has to figure out who they are and what they are within this new team, including like n- newcomers like Kaysom Wallace and, and Mitzich and all these guys. There's just a lot to figure out, and I think – that may be like a little bit underrated as we kind of move through the first part of this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Lou is playing more of a ancillary role on offense, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Someone like we can't hide the fact that well, we said that Giddy is struggling. Yeah. But I think that one of the main points is I really want Jade up to take 15 shots. Yeah. Like 16 totally. shots. Totally. It's 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 not good that he takes eight. Especially mm-hmm. on a night where Shea's not cooking. Like when Shea's cooking, it's fine. You can play off of him and be okay. But when Shea is not cooking, just be the guy. Be aggressive. Take 12 shots. Take maybe two, three possessions where you actually create an advantage from you for you or for one of your teammates. And if your teammates are just like missing point blank, just take a few for yourself and, and be the guy. Because I think that... Jadab has the talent, 
And it's not that I want Jada to be selfish or anything, but yeah. you need you, you just need to be more aggressive in order for the defense to shift a little bit more on you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will free up a little bit more for Shea. Yeah. Granted, Denver has very good defenders at all in, in all the spots. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was not an easy game. But still, just try and, and be more aggressive, be more present in uh, in the game. I think that we had like eight, nine shots. That is not good at all. I think it, it was six out of nine, right? Yeah. That's not good. I mean, just take take 15 and then and then we talk. Um, I think that uh, J-Dub needs to be more aggressive yeah. because defensively, he, he was good enough. I mean, at times he was even physical against... Um, against Jokic and against Gordon. Mm -hmm. So, but, but I, I I really need him. Well, I don't need it. I really want to see him <laughs> more aggressive yeah. and more yeah, like demanding on offense. Yeah. Be, and then you can dish. And then you can dish the ball whatever wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this has been an ongoing conversation for the last... I mean, it was an ongoing conversation continued on from last year. It's like the aggression needs to tick up for him. Yeah. And he did that toward the end of the season. And I think he is a guy that is trying to figure out his exact place within all of this. And I think, I mean, we just have to kind of enjoy every bit of the ride of this because it is a process and it is something that takes time to figure out. And that's okay. Like it's not, yeah. not anything to be concerned about. Um, was yesterday a lot of fun? Nope. But you know what? Good thing is, there's a game tonight. They play against Detroit. Tonight in Oklahoma City, they have a big-time homestand here in OKC uh, with some pretty challenging opponents. This is, it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, Detroit tonight, Wednesday night uh, on ESPN, starting at 6.30 against the New Orleans Pelicans. That's a big one. Golden State on Friday, uh, which is a in-season tournament game. We get our big blue court. Which should be pretty interesting, um, and then we've got uh, Atlanta, and then Cleveland. So pretty pretty challenging for the Thunder in this homestand tonight. Should be like they got to go win tonight. You got to mm -hmm. go put it on. Um, you got to go put it on Detroit, and it's not going to be simple, but. You know the rest of the games that are upcoming are not going to be easy. This is your this is your easiest one. So you, this is a game that the Thunder are expected to win. What's your prediction for the record uh, after Cleveland? Oh boy! So they are two and one. Mm -hmm. They have five games. I believe they'll be three and one after tonight. Um, one, two, three, four more. Three and one. I think they'll be. I think they'll be five and four. Is that the record? Is that right? My math wrong. How many games is that? One, two, three, four, five, That's six. That's eight seven, games, eight, so it's five and three. Five and three. Five and three is where I think they'll be. Hmm. That would not be bad. I mean, that would be very good. Yeah. In my opinion, against these opponents. Yeah. And they, they have... Like the season, the the schedule, it's not easy up until I would say December. It's it's tough. They have a couple of bad game, bad bad teams, but they face Golden State three times. Yeah. 
it's not the, they have Phoenix, they have, well, Chicago again, they go to mini. Yeah, there are winnable games, but it's, um, it's a tough opening schedule for OKC. Yeah, it is. Without a doubt. It, without a doubt is. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how they look being tested like this. You know, they were tested yesterday, uh, did not go well. How do nope. you, what do you look like today? This is, this is a, it's like almost a character test for this Thunder team. It's like, yeah, sure. like you didn't look good yesterday. You didn't bring the physicality. You didn't bring the juice. Do you do that against Detroit tonight? I think it's, it's a, it, they're going to have to really bring it because I, I can promise you Detroit sees the Thunder team, sees all the hype that the young guys are getting. And they're like, that should, I'm sure that some of them think that should be us that is yeah. getting all this hype. And they're going to want to bring it. And so it's going to be on the Thunder, like you said, to punch first and to come yeah, out to with, punch first with and some to pride. execute. Yeah. Like they didn't have good execution offensively. I mean, it's, it ties back to what we said for the entire length of this podcast. They are still learning how to play together and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. There are three, four players, sorry, that are willing to take on ball reps. Yep. And it's not easy. I mean, the packing order is clear for the first player. The second one, I'm not sure it is. And then I, I'm, I'm positive that Ludort is saying, okay, guys, I'm the last one in the packing order. You guys choose what is best for you guys over the rest, uh, over the last uh, three, three spots. But it's not clear yet. Chet is looked like the most talented probably um, together with JDub. But Giddy is also the, the player that needs the bowling sense the most in order to be effective. And this is not easy. It's not easy, especially when the floor is cramped, when the shot doesn't go in. And I mean, when you are pummeled, uh, like in terms of physicality. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. And tonight, I really hope to see some good execution for, I don't know, 10 minutes. Because if they do that, they will win. Yeah. Uh, what's your prediction after Cleveland? Uh, I think that they had five and three... Um, same as you. I think that they can they can win tonight and then can they can probably beat New Orleans and Atlanta. Um and maybe they will lose against the Pelicans but win against uh Cleveland again. So it's uh it's um five and three is a good prediction. Yeah. I mean if they're four and four, nobody should freak out. If they're three and four, maybe you can have a mild freak out, but really shouldn't. You know, like this is still the second youngest team in the league. Like there's there's gonna be a time where things aren't clicking, and then there's gonna be weeks where things are clicking and things are we're gonna people are gonna ask themselves questions like can they can they think they can make the conference finals? Do you think they can you know, like we're gonna we're gonna have times like that. It's a long season. Eighty two games yeah. Yeah. is a lot of games. And there's gonna be highs and lows throughout it. I would just encourage everybody to kind of take it all in and to just do your best to enjoy this season. I know it's not super easy to enjoy the game against uh, Denver, but to see the Thunder with a big man like Chet, and you got to see some of that in action, There's there are some pretty breathtaking moments of him as an offensive yeah. player. And to be on the negative side, so that we can end the podcast with a lot of negativity... It can also happen that after 40 games, this team is not find their, find their footing. 
together. It's still possible that these four players are just not good enough together and there is something changed to be had. Think about this. This team can do whatever they want trade-wise over the next five years to fix that. I'm, I'm confident that probably three of the four best players on this team can fit together and they can have a bright future together. Four, it's not easy. If it happens, this team will be unstoppable. If it mm. doesn't, it will take probably a little bit more. But this season is about that. It's about discovering, can they work together? Is it worth to just throw out the season just to discover that? Yes. My, but my take is they will not throw out the season. It will be still a very fun season and maybe they will not express their best potential. Maybe it will be just 15 games where, as, as, uh, as you mentioned, Andrew, where everyone says, oh, if this team plays like that, they are unbeatable. And maybe it lasts for 15 games and not like 40, which is what you need in order to be in the playoffs. But we'll see. It's early. Uh, it's three games. And over, over the first two, we were so excited that we had to do an emergency podcast <laughs> at 4 a.m. speaking badly about me and my hate <laughs> of Lou Dort, um, which uh, was uh, exactly what I would have done uh, if I were you. So <laughs> it's um, it's it's just one game. Let's For now, let's yeah. just say it's one game and let's focus on tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's still so early. Like, there's no declarations to be made except for, like, they have a very fun, promising young core, and there's still a lot of work to be done. And that work begins here quite soon um, in Oklahoma City against Detroit. So I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your Monday. Enjoy the game tonight. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.